0: Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today I want to talk to you about accessing the glory realm the realm of the supernatural, the realm of the Spirit, because that is where supernatural manifestations are wrought. That is where God moves and works in the realm of the Spirit. And so if we want to experience the supernatural, we need to step out of the natural into the supernatural realm, which is the realm of the Spirit of God. Another word for the supernatural realm is the realm of glory. And that is where we live, the Bible says. Galatians 5.25 says, If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. And it's vitally important for us to understand the spiritual realm and to become familiar with the realm of the Spirit. I say that because if we do not enter that realm, We will not be able to experience the manifest presence of God. We will not be able to hear, to see, and understand what God is doing. When we step over into the spiritual realm, everything becomes so clear. In other words, we see things as they really are, not as they appear to be. We also hear clearly what the Spirit of God is saying, so that we can align our thoughts and our hearts with him, and as the Word of God says, keep in step with the Spirit. If, if, if we want to experience the miracles, the supernatural, like Peter did, Peter had to step out of his natural mind before he stepped out of the boat onto the water and he was able to do what is not natural for any human being to do. In other words, he experienced the supernatural power of God lifting him up and being able to walk on the water. But before he got out of the boat, he had to get out of his natural mind. And it's vitally important to obtain the spiritual mind because the Word of God says that if we walk according to the flesh or the mind of the flesh, we will die. Spiritually, we will die. But if we walk in accordance with our spiritual mind, then we will live and experience the blessing and the presence and the miraculous power of God working on our behalf and on the behalf of those we are praying for. So Peter had to do what is not natural for man to do. He knew, naturally speaking, that a person cannot walk on the water. But he heard the word of the Lord when Jesus said to him, it is I come, he stepped out of the boat of comfort and he stepped out onto the water. You see, but he had to step out of his natural thinking. The Bible says that the natural man, The one who depends and walks according to his natural senses cannot receive the things of the Spirit. And this is one of the main reasons why we stay where we are without advancing, spiritually speaking, and obtaining ground for the kingdom of God. We like our comfort. We rely far too much on the natural senses. Rather than relying on the word of the living God. And so Peter got out of his mind and then he was able to get out of the boat. Many of us are trapped into cages of religion that we have built for ourselves because of fear, because of anxiety, because of insecurity. We have built these cages or these prisons that we like to stay there because it's comfortable. But if we want to get out and experience the supernatural provision, the supernatural power of God, we're going to have to step out of the natural mind into the spiritual mind. And for us to do that, we need not only to hear the word of the Lord, but also to put that word into practice. How do we access the realm of glory? Very simple. You see, the realm of the Spirit is just a step away from the natural realm. But we need to understand how do we access that glory realm. Every person who received a miracle from Jesus had to step out of his natural way of thinking. For example, ten lepers walked up to Jesus and they called out for mercy. They wanted to be healed. Jesus responded by giving them the word of God, and he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. In the natural, the natural mind, the law said that you cannot go to the priest unless and until you are healed. So they had to get out of the natural way of thinking and obey the word that was given to them. As they stepped out of the natural mind and began to practice or do what Jesus spoke to them, they stepped into the glory realm and there they found healing and deliverance. Let me say this to you. Everything that you and I need has already been provided. God is not going to give you anything more than he has already given you. Everything that you need, the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding, the resources, the connections, the relationships that you need has already been provided, but that provision is not in the natural realm. It's in the glory realm. It's in the spiritual realm. You can't see it with your physical eyes. You can't hear it. You can't perceive it with your natural mind. The word of the Lord says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 that eye has not seen, ear has not heard. He's speaking about the natural senses. Neither has entered into the natural mind of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. And because you and I are children of the living God, God made provision. The day you got born again, he opened a spiritual account for you and there he deposited the wealth, the wisdom, the resources, the knowledge, the understanding, and everything you will ever need to accomplish the tasks or the divine assignments that God has given you. But as I say, Those things that God has prepared are in the glory realm. But the word of the Lord says in 1 Corinthians ten, God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. It is through the revelation of the Spirit or through the spiritual mind that we begin to see, to understand that those things that God has given to us, those things include your destiny, your purpose. Those things include your divine assignments. They include connections, relationships. They include provision, all the things that you will ever need. But as long as we remain in the realm of the natural, leaning upon our natural mind and understanding, we will never access the provision that God has already provided for us. That's why in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says lean not unto your own understanding. Trust the Lord. When he says trust the Lord, he's talking about trusting his word because his word and God are one. You cannot separate God from his word. Trust the Lord. How? With all of your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. Amen. Isaac was faced with a severe drought and famine. His natural mind, you can read that in Genesis chapter 26. The Bible says there was a famine in the land. And the first thing that, uh, that um, um, Isaac thought, let me go down to Egypt. I'm going to go down to Egypt because there is drought here. The can make ends meet. No one sows during a time of drought. So his natural mind told him to go down to Egypt. But the word of the Lord came to him in a dream. And he says, do not go down to Egypt. Stay in this land and I will bless you. Do you know what he did? In verse 12 of Genesis 26, the word of the Lord says, he sowed in that land. That is contrary to the natural way of thinking. You don't sow in a land of drought. You don't sow in a land where there is famine. But because he heard the word of the Lord from the glory realm, he stepped out of his natural mind into the spiritual realm through the word of God. That's how we we get access into the glory realm, through the living word of God. And he sowed, and the Bible says he reaped 100 fold in return. And God blessed him and multiplied his blessings so much so that the Philistines were envious and jealous of him. God blessed him in the land of drought. Listen to me. We are not subject to the world's recession or financial woes because we are not living in that kingdom. We're part of another kingdom. We are part of the kingdom of God where there is no recession, no lack, no poverty. There is an abundant supply in the glory realm. That's why Paul promised the Philippians and says to them, My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in the glory realm. Not according to this world's financial systems, but according to God's riches in the glory realm. That's where our provision is. That is where our wisdom, that is where our spiritual understanding, that is where the knowledge of God is. And to get access to it, we have to step into that realm. And let me say this. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. And this is from the the mouth of the Spirit of God. If you want to access the glory realm, the spirit realm, you need to feed your spirit you need to step into those things which feed, edify, and strengthen the inward man, your spiritual man, and step away from those things that feed and and strengthen and edify the natural man, or your flesh. The Word of the Lord says the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. The reason why we find it so difficult to access the glory realm is because we're too much in the flesh. We're too much in the natural. We are governed by our physical senses rather than being governed by the word of the living God. The Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by feelings. We walk by faith and not by our natural understanding. All we need is a word from God. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's all we need. One word from God can change your entire life and situation. It will transport you from the natural into the spiritual, and there you will experience the miraculous power of God. There you will find deliverance from insecurity, from poverty, from lack, from sickness and disease if only you are able to access the spiritual realm everything is there so what we need to do is to strengthen our spiritual man listen to me if you go without food and without drink in the natural for a few days not many weeks just for a few days you will not have the strength to even get out of bed you will die physically What do you think is going to happen if you keep starving your inward man, your spiritual man? He needs nurturing. He needs feeding as well, just as the outward man. You need to understand that we live in three separate realms at the same time. We are spiritual beings and we live in the spirit. We also mental beings and we physical beings. If we keep feeding the physical man, And starving the spiritual man, the physical man will override and subdue our spiritual man and bring him into captivity. You heard the story. There's a black dog that belongs to the devil. There's a white dog that belongs to God. And they had a fight. The question is, who won? Not God's God's dog. The one you feed the most. That's the one who's going to win. And so what I'm encouraging you to do is to devote yourself to spiritual things. The word of the Lord says in Colossians chapter 3, if we have risen with Christ, let us seek those things which are above and not the things on the earth. Set your mind, he says, on things above. What is above? Spiritual things. The Apostle Paul tells Timothy, You, Timothy, flee these things. What was he telling him to flee from? Flee from idolatry. Flee from the love of money. Flee from those things that weaken your spirit, man. And then he says, follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, gentleness, and steadfastness. We are to pursue. We are to follow those things that feed and strengthen our inward man, because he is your deliverer. He is your comforter. The word of the Lord says, Jesus said to the disciples, I'm not going to leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will come to you in the person of another, the blessed Holy Spirit. He becomes your comforter, your provider, your teacher, your guide. I lament at times at the lack of intimacy we share with the Holy Spirit. He lives within us, yet we do not know him. He dwells within us, yet we do not know him the way Jesus wants us to know him and have such an intimate relationship with him. We act just like Philip. He said, Lord, show us the Father. Jesus said to him, I have been so long with you. And you still ask me, show us the Father. He who has seen the Father, has he who has seen me has seen the Father. Philip walked with Jesus for three and a half years. He ate with him. He saw the miracles he performed and he was still asking, show us the Father. And the Holy Spirit would say the same thing to us today. So long have I lived within you and yet you do not know me. So long have I waited for you to consult with me, to commune with me, to fellowship with me, but you were so busy running around doing your own thing. We get up in the morning, we rush through the day, we want to do this and we want to do that, and so many other things that we need to attend to, and yet the Spirit within us cries out, I long for fellowship, I long for relationship with you, give me your time, give me your heart, my son. And we need to repent because we have neglected, we have dishonored the blessed Holy Spirit within us. That's why we find ourselves at times so weak and unable to face the challenges of life and to overcome. We're not supposed to run away from darkness. Darkness is supposed to run away from us. We're not supposed to run away from our enemies. We're supposed to run towards our enemies and engage them in the name of the Lord, just as David did with Goliath. Goliath intimidated the whole nation of Israel for 40 days until David showed up, fresh out of the presence of God, fresh out of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I will take his head off. Here is a 16-year-old boy speaking, but it wasn't him, it was his faith speaking because he had such a close and intimate relationship with God the Father. While he was feeding the sheep, he was worshiping God. He was praising God. He had nothing else on his mind. He said, I long to see your power and your glory. My soul, he said, follows hard after you in the book of Psalms. Here is a man who seeks God, who runs after God, and God anoints him. And what does he do? He rescues the entire nation from the Philistine that, that, that intimidated. How many of us are intimidated today by circumstances, intimidated by the voices of the world, listening to what the world says, listening to what politicians say, listening to what the newscaster predicts. Listen, the word of the Lord says in, in Proverbs chapter 4, and verse 20 to 22, my son, my daughter, attend to my words my words, pay attention to what I'm saying, incline your ears to my sayings, not what man says, not what the government say, not what the world says, what I am saying to you. And then he says, let not my word depart from before your eyes. Prophetic vision, clear sight, precise, seeing what God sees, understanding what God understands. Keep my words in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. That's all we need, folks. Just the word of God. Jesus said, Mary has chosen the better part which shall not be taken away from her. Everything else that we have acquired in this world will be taken away from us one day. We will go naked into the realm of glory. We cannot take anything with us but the word of the living God, our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Mary has chosen. It's a matter of choice. It's a matter of choice. You choose. You choose where you spend your thoughts, your time, your heart, your desire. God will honor you if you honor him. She sat at his feet, and what did she do? Sure she had things to do. You know, imagine you having 80, 80 guests coming to your house, 12 disciples plus 72, that's 84 people coming to your house, probably hungry and thirsty and tired. Wouldn't you run? I would run into the kitchen. I would call my friends to help me. That's what Martha did. She did the right thing, but at the wrong time. So often we do the right thing, but at the wrong time, folks. There is a time to listen to God. There is a time to go and bow and do our daily work. But Mary chose. She said, Jesus is coming into my house. He has the word of life. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. While he's teaching, I'm going to sit at his feet. Amen. So often we give so many excuses why we can't attend to the ministry of the Word. Or it's this, or it's that, or it's another excuse. My friends, put that first things first. Put the Word of God first. And guard the time. Guard the time of your prayer life. Guard the time that you spend in the Word because it's your life. There will come a time when you need strength. And if you don't take the word and put it in you, you will not be able to stand. That's why Jesus said, praying always. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. How many of us should have been up in the morning praying and yet we're falling asleep? Why? Because we had a late night. What are we doing? Well, Either we're watching a movie or we, we, we visit friends or whatever. Put yourself under discipline and say, this is my time with the Lord and I'm going to guard it with my life. Are you listening to me? You want to step into the glory realm? There's only one way to do it. It is by faith, through the Spirit, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Another key that I found so helpful, and it has become a channel, a source of strength and vitality and renewal, and, and spiritual fortitude to me is by praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Because when I pray in the Spirit, I leave my natural mind. I shut it down. You know, my mind may run in ten different directions. You know, when you start to pray, the enemy will bring thoughts to your mind. You need to attend to this. You need to attend to that. You need to attend to this. You know what I do? I take a piece of paper and I take a pen and I write down, I need to attend to this and this and this and I lay it aside and I just shut my mind and I press into the Spirit and I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm pushing in the Spirit, praying in other tongues because that's when I am speaking directly to my Heavenly Father in the Spirit. The devil has no idea what I'm talking about. He has no clue and I rejoice because of it. The Word of God says, He who speaks in a tongue does not speak unto men, but to God. How be it in the Spirit. What is he speaking? He's speaking divine mysteries. The Word of the Lord says in Romans 8, 26, Likewise, the Spirit also helps, helps our infirmities, our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. We may know how to pray, We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, but we do not know exactly what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself, thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the gift of God. That's why Paul writes to Timothy and he says, Fan the flame of God's gift within you. Do not neglect the gift of God that is within you. What gift is he talking about? The gift of the person of the Holy Spirit within you. We need to fan the flame. We need to wake the giant that lives within us. When the giant wakes up within you, all hell breaks loose. You will break out of your cage. You will, you will step out of your fears, out of your prejudice, out of all your unforgiveness, and you will begin to be on the attack and take ground for the kingdom of God. You will rescue the souls of men and women that are trapped. Why? Because the giant has waken up within you. Amen. And that's the call of the Spirit of God in our day. Wake the giant. Stir up. Fan the flame of God's gift within you. And as I'm praying in the spirit, that's when I step over into another realm, the glory realm. And I begin to see things as they really are. I begin to hear so clear the prophetic words of the Lord. Either they are addressed to me or addressed to you or addressed to the people I'm praying for. And I am seeing so clearly And I am understanding what God wants to do in my life and how he wants to do it in my life. Everything becomes so clear in that realm of the Spirit. But I stepped out of my natural mind into my spiritual mind. And folks, I really believe with all of my heart the most prized possession in the universe is a mind that's been transformed by the Spirit and the Word of God. A mind that thinks like God. A mind that understands the ways of God. Not just experience the power and the miracles and the provision, but knows and is intimate with the ways of God. Moses said to the children of Israel, Yes, you've seen the miracles, you've seen how God provided for you, but you do not know the ways of God. The children of Israel saw the miracles of God, but Moses understood the ways of God. And that's where, folks, we need to step into. And that's where we begin to grow. We begin to advance. We begin to take territory because we, we, are, we are advancing in the glory realm. And we leave the natural behind. Amen? And you and I need to really, really understand how to do that. Step into that realm. And begin to see what God has in store for you and for me and for this family. You know, this, this morning as I was praying, I brought this to the local church this morning when I preached. As I stepped into the realm of glory, I saw. That's where you see visions. That's where you hear prophetic utterances. The word of the Lord says, and when, when when the Spirit of God comes upon you, you will see visions, you will see, you will see dreams, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy prophetic utterances. Visions and dreams are the language of the Holy Spirit. As I stepped into the glory realm, I saw a ring of fire all around our building in Pinelands. Remember, the buildings, uh, the, 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 the building is not... Is not the fire was not around the physical building, it represents the family that we are part of, the spiritual family. It's a spiritual habitation. Those that are here in Cape Town and those that are across the continents like you that I'm ministering to every Sunday night. And this ring of fire, the light of God, was around the building. And when I asked the Lord, what is this light? What is this fire? He said, That's my presence. My presence that is there because of the faithful prayers of the saints what brought the glory around the building and the fire around the building was people praying praying for our spiritual family and then the lord said to me these these ring of fire will provide five things for you number one It will provide protection for you and your family. All those that are members of the spiritual family are divinely protected by an invisible covering. That is the covering of the Lord's presence, folks. If you are aligned with the spiritual family, listen carefully, and if you are walking in God's ways, you are divinely protected. Number two, he said, This fire provides, the presence of God provides supernatural provision. Provision is there for you and every member of this family. Amen. And number three, the word of the Lord said that this fire will provide purging and purifying from all that is not of me. You see, the fire purifies, the presence of God purifies our thought life and our heart and we walk before God in righteousness and holiness. The word of the Lord says, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting holiness in the sight of God. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. It will purge, it will purify. Number four, it will restore divine order to you and to the family of God. And number five, It will attract to us all that the Father has given to us. The glory will attract. Isaiah chapter 60. You read that and meditate on that verse of Scripture again. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Speaking to those who have arisen from spiritual slumber, who are awakened spiritually and the spiritual senses are wide awake. For the glory of the Lord has come upon you. And even though darkness covers the earth and gross darkness the people, the glory of God will arise over you and his glory shall be seen in you. And the next thing that happens, nations will be attracted to you. You see, the anointing, the glory begins to attract resources, people, relationships, all that we need. Amen. Jesus said, all that the Father has given to me shall Come to me. He wasn't seeking the blessing. He was seeking the Father, and the blessings just attached themselves to him. And so you and I, as we walk under that glory realm, we are like a spiritual magnet that begins to attract all these blessings to us. Seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness. All these things will be given to you and I. Amen. And then the Lord said something else. The more fervent, the more passionate, the more persevering those prayers become, the greater the glory, the brighter the light. So I want to encourage you. Pray for your spiritual family. Pray for your brothers and sisters. And if you don't know how to pray, switch over into the realm of the spirit and begin to pray in the spirit. Ephesians 6.18 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You are praying for things that your natural mind will never, never pick up because your spirit is in touch with the Holy Spirit and He knows things that your mind will never know. And so I encourage you, give yourself to prayer. Give yourself to the word of God. Step over into the glory realm and let us see the supernatural power of God in manifestation, folks. The time has come. These are the days. And we are blessed for we have come unto the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. May the Lord Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and heart that understands and turn fully to the Lord rather than to the natural mind. Amen. Defy, resist, deny your natural thoughts and seek the thoughts of God, my brother, my sister. That's where the power is. Amen. And run towards the challenge, the problem, not run away from it. When your spirit is strengthened, you will do that. Father, we thank you so much for your word, for your spirit. We thank you for what you're doing in our spiritual family. These are the days, dear Lord, the days that you are breathing upon your bride, breathing upon your church. And so we come by faith fully under the mighty breath of God. And we say, Lord, we say, we cry out to you, breathe on us, O breath of God until we are fully and wholly thine, until this earthly natural part of us glows with your fire divine. Let the glory fall, dear Lord, whatever the cost, whatever the price. Lord, we are willing to be made willing to pay the price so that we may experience the glory of God and the presence of God and see the people rescued, delivered, saved, my heavenly Father, and stepped into the kingdom of God. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you thanks for your precious Holy Spirit. Teach us how to honor him, acknowledge and recognize his ways, his leading, his teaching, and his guidance. Thank you for listening to this message.